Welcome to the Industry Boring Podcast. I'm Cullen Reichart, your host, and today we'll be covering almost anything related to cannabis. So when you're, you know, when I, I, I got business as well, and it just, it's so crazy how it <coughs> sneaks up on you, and then it's everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, it's kind of subtle, and then yeah. it's just all consuming. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I, years ago I saw something, I guess the, the guy who started the the Reds baseball team, he said, anybody, anybody can be rich. He said, but nobody has the aptitude for it. You know, nobody really has a drive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. what it takes, the sacrifice. Yeah. And the continuous yeah, burn, you just know. Just grind, grind, mm-hmm. grind, or grind, 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 man. Yeah, just working your ass I don't off. Aspire, the money doesn't drive me, honestly, but this fucking, I just like being a part of a movement and a part of something that's bigger than myself, honestly. I know that sounds all fluffy and bullshitty, but... I well, just it, love this place, it, and I it love. It doesn't. Fact, I mean, this like, is this is. I drew. I used to drive through this all the time because I, I was in San Diego and I came up here and started selling equipment. And this is, of course, the mecca. Mm-hmm. You know, coming back up here and seeing what's happening right now yeah. is kind of hard to watch. I was really shocked to see what's going on, and then to it's hear the stories. Real fast, dude. You know. too. It's it's right at the beginning mm-hmm. of a big fucking shakedown, dude. We're gonna see. It's yeah. it's. it's I pray to God that I'm wrong, but I have a strong hunch that I'm probably right about You're right. the I amount mean, it, of people that are not going to make it through this it's, current season that we're that are that we're going through harvest of and are yeah. going to continue to go harvest through in October. I see eighty percent of the product that I'm seeing isn't going to sell for any amount of money. Right. Well, eighty percent we of that. the product out of this community will not sell this year. And is that? I mean, what I'm hearing is that that's because that the market is not interested the market is yep. like being saturated by other shit yep. and they want everybody wants blingy designer fucking purple weed yeah. anything that's purple and designer ice cream cake even is still strong as fuck right now it's just got to look it's got to be the runts gelato you know really stinky lime green og although there's very little of that unfortunately like yeah um, it's a lot of smally, small kind of kibbly. I think there's a lot of really shitty OG genetics going around out there, unfortunately. Yeah. And so that even, it's hard to find a really nice, chunky, solid batch of OG. Um, and so like even really good nose OG, you know, 50% of the pounds are, are you know, smaller buds, yeah. but not a bud that was classified as smalls two years ago yeah. is now smalls. Yeah. And if it's got, you know, even 20%, 10% or more, 20% or more for sh- or, or less, uh, or t- I'm sorry, 20% or more of smalls is a, a buyer sees that in today's market and they're going to just be like, nope. nope. That's crazy. And nope. we could solve all this if you could just export. I yep. mean, the, here we're here, you know, the Canadians, I, I'm pretty sure the Canadians what I understand they're exporting to Germany. I know Colombia is selling internationally yep, yep. and the fucking mecca of cannabis yep, can't fucking yep. can't. We're so dinosaur. Oh, dude. It's because it's because big pharma and big ag own our politicians oh, and they so own our government. And Biden unfortunately what's really fucked up is all of our every politician is is some industry is in their pockets. Yeah. And Biden is owned by big pharma. Yeah. He's not petroleum guy. He's not a gas guy. He's not a big guy. He's a p- fucking, f- 
fucking oh, that's interesting he's a big pharma guy that's and so what i see happening today at the federal level yeah is that they're just they're not they're slow rolling it yeah because big pharma now is in the game yeah and they're doing all this synthesizing and 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 projects and yeah. and to corner that that part of the market i was always worried about and as soon as they got medical, their shit you know? dialed yeah and every molecule is synthesized yeah. and they can create it at pennies on the dollar. Yeah. That's when the federal government, if Biden's in control, is going to be like, okay, cool, here it is, everybody. But he's letting them get positioned yeah. in advance of really unleashing the beast. Yeah. You know yeah, what that's, I mean? That's, I mean, that's how, how politics is. See it that's, the, that's American way, right? Oh, absolutely. There, right? You know, that's not a surprise. Yeah. It's not bullshit, a, but it I'm is. I'm not like fucking, oh, whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> You know yeah. What I mean? Right, right. Well, that's, what a surprise! Yeah. I never no. saw that coming. And no, no, that's not <laughs> what it is at all. But it doesn't make it fucking awesome. That's no, it doesn't. It's all. It's it almost doesn't. like a slow death spiral to the fucking bottom. Honestly, is how I feel right now. Not to be morbid. Well, and I mean, honestly, so... I'm still positive too. I'm excited. It's like I really do believe that whoever makes it through this wave and this this really gnarly storm which is i believe the gnarliest storm yet for small farmers yeah because their nest egg's gone their savings are gone right like that like they don't have the nest egg to weather another storm or two but the yeah. people that can and do um i think are gonna there's gonna be that cycle of another that national and international market is gonna be really really good for whoever survives this shakedown yeah well um, i i hope so because i think that the the culture of it um years ago i remember i did a i did a, 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 sh a speech at a hotel in san francisco and we we're talking about automation and stuff like that and and it was a lot of guys from here you know and they were just like you know the conversation kind of tilted to you know what happens when the suits come in and da 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 da, da and i'm like well that's coming so it's not oh, yeah. a matter of what happens you got you you know it's unfortunate that it's coming but you guys have to figure out how to, you're going to maintain your culture oh. and and that's the the challenge because you know i mean there used to be this genetic sharing and there was this whole you know this whole real deep community and now you've got protective rights on genetics and mm -hmm. and you know and actually not even the those aren't what control it as much as fucking Instagram. You used to think, yeah. you know, you said I thought I mean, right, the internet popped. Everybody's like, oh That's yeah, crazy, everybody's gonna have dude. full market access. No, Bullshit! It's yeah. even more restricted now than it yeah. was before, right? Yeah. The guys with with that fucking control over over that audience yeah. are just Slaying dictating dragons, the fucking Slaying what dragons. people are are, are you buying. Know the, you know the sour waves. Yeah. You know, sour pat, but. But Instagram personalities like that yeah. literally control the market. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's super crazy. And it's all just honestly bullshit, too, is the, the unfortunate part. It's misleading consumers. It's misleading the, the true root of, like, the medicinal value and the evolution yeah. of the... of of the herb honestly is what is is that's what's the, almost as sad if not sadder to me than even the human the chain of reaction to what how it's affecting this community is like the lack of evolution and development of the plant because of it too so it's like it's all homogenized everybody wants like i said purple yeah yeah but it'll be ne next year it'll be you know um, yeah something else yeah you know yeah. and that'll be yeah. that's that's the big shame of it and we talked to um, uh, uh, the humble uh, uh, Hallie from Humboldt nah, Seed yesterday, nah, nah, nah. talking about you know 
just the time it takes to create genetics. Well, you yeah. know, you're working on it now, and four years later, you're coming out with yep. something, and you're like, well, I, I hope it's popular then, yeah. you know? Yeah, right? that's but, some serious forethought yeah, and planning right, right there. And rolling dice. Yeah, a lot like, of dice Seriously, yeah. man. I'm like, how many possibly can you do at a time? And it's just not, like, I don't know. I don't know, it's crazy. It's a crazy market. I mean, I think that everybody thought it was just going to be uh, money rolling out of pockets forever, but, you know... I don't think just, people up here thought that. Yeah, know, probably maybe not, but I think that the big, Southern California yeah, sure, is, sure yeah. as fuck did. Yeah. You know? Yep. That's, you know, LA's thought process is, you know, that's the mecca of money making down there. Yeah, sure the fuck is, man. <laughs> they're taking advantage of this community right now. This, yes, they this are. This community has been feeding them and feeding them and feeding them. They've been feeding us, but we've, and so we've been feeding each other forever. And I think that there's a, you know, we all know without knowing that the majority of the product in the in the licensed market in California has gone out the back door of the burner licenses in LA. That's just a fact. Anybody yeah. that doesn't know that should know that. Uh, it's not up to me. None of my fucking business. But I, mean, the, the I think be... there's a lot of that herb. Actually, I know. There's a lot of that herb in particular. Why they want that designer blingy purple weed is because they're a lot of that's getting passed off as indoor mm -hmm. and they're flipping it for seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars a yeah. pound and and driving, you know, yeah. not paying the cult tax either because yeah. it's going out the back door down there. So it really actually never enters the compliant legal market. Right. So they're they're getting a buck fifty off the top of the price of the weed already. Yeah. On top of driving it further down. So they're, they're, I just believe they're, they're, those guys are making $1,000 a pound right now, some of them. Yeah. Some of the burner licenses down there are just. Well, I remember when Oregon. Like, you guys really need to make that much? When you remember when like, Oregon. Come on, man. Well, I mean, the people are going to make what they, everything they can. I get it. Can, but like, know, meanwhile, the person that grew it is going to make $200 profit off That's that pound. That's what sucks, man. That's like, come on, let's work together here. Yeah. And my, my leverage on that. I'm going to LA next week. I'm going to sit down with all of our fucking buyers and I'm going to have this talk. I'm going to be like, dude, look, when the national and international market opens and everybody wants this pot again, yeah, I'm going to give it to the people that are loyal to us and that treat us right. Yeah. So do you want to work with us today? Yeah. And we'll be loyal to you when you really need it. Yeah. Or are you going to fuck us? Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, you know, I'm not asking, this ain't even money for me. I represent this place and this community and these farmers, so my job is to fight tooth and nail for these people. Yeah. And that's fucking real talk, dude. Like, you guys are taking advantage of the market today. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Point fucking blank. And yeah. do you really need to fucking take advantage of it to the detriment of, of putting these families out of business, honestly? Yeah. Because that's what's happening. So do you want access to this fucking pot in three years, you know, yeah. when everybody in the world... Is gonna fucking yeah. be like, where's the Humboldt weed? Where's the Humboldt weed? Yeah. I keep thinking I mean? like, we need to get, we need to get in Europe because Europe will fucking eat it up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Fucking a. That could change everything because, yep. you know, they're just a different, they're just a different yep. market. This market seems to be uh, dominated by by Cali. young people who have no fucking clue about. Yeah, nothing Mark wrong with young people, fuck. love them, but they just don't have a clue yeah. about you know going up and and seeing some of these incredible grows and deep in the in the woods that have been there for for three four generations and yeah. you know what what a family has done and created and crafted and um you know there's no connection because it's like you go into these groves down there and it's all in indoor under lights and we still have that you know. the mystique of the story you know the yeah. legend of humboldt county is still a real thing in particular the further away from here you get 
Um, I just caught wind of this marketing survey study that was done up and down the state of California that was consumer-facing survey, and 80% of the consumer, it was uh, who do you want to support with your purchase of cannabis, where do you want to buy your pot from, and 20% of consumers were Emerald Triangle focused, 80% of consumers, they stopped at every dispensary in California and surveyed consumers. 80% uh, of consumers were more were more like localized answers, meaning like LA consumers were like, I want to smoke indoor bling. Yeah. A lot of the Sacramento uh, consumers wanted to support and purchase product from Grass Valley neighborhood yeah. farms. Santa Cruz dispensary, I want to support Santa Cruz farmers. Yeah. You know, and so forth. They repeated that study across the country, and 80% the numbers flipped. And 80% of the consumers actually didn't say Emerald Triangle. They specifically said Humble Humboldt County. Yeah. And the further away that that survey yeah. got from California, the higher the number of percentage said Humble. Yeah. And I believe that to be probably true. Yeah. The further away you get by country. Yeah, oh, sure. Internet, yeah. So yeah, like, come on. I mean, you, this go, is... you travel the world and ask <laughs> some random human being, yeah. like, that smokes weed, like where did you, where do, you, where in the world do you want to go smoke weed from, or yeah. visit and visit farms? They're gonna say fucking Humboldt, Humboldt County, County, dude. Hell yeah. You know they're gonna not say Salinas. Yeah. You know no. they're not gonna no, say Oklahoma. That's correct. You know they're not gonna say fucking yeah, an indoor in Michigan. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's, mean? it's so. tough, man. I mean, how do you how do you get out there and market it? Because you can't, right? You can't legally do it, which is bullshit. Um, every legal state, you should be able to ship to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, you should be able to ship to That's every legal state, and they just put sales tax on them, and they're gonna make their fucking money. Yeah, you know, but you know, yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> this is what it is, bullshit. Uh, but you know, I mean, Oregon just went through a couple years ago. What yeah. they were down to like two fifty a pound, and yeah, I think it's still stunning. it's still down it's still there, down though, there. Right? I think. Yeah, that really, that honestly, that market fucked up the entire country and world's marketplace in one season is the southern Oregon yeah traditional market a bunch of people that i know really good friends of mine and um everybody from here all the bulgarians that were here all yeah. the green rushers that were here that weren't that weren't from here that came here and blew it out for yeah. that like five ten to five years ago yeah. more so eight to five years ago yeah. there was that yeah. real green rush period yep. Yeah, those people all went to Southern Oregon, all the Bulgarians, really? Southern Oregon, everybody. Yeah, well, because you get a fucking license for here. two grand, and you can grow and or no license, <laughs> yeah, or no, no enforcement. Right. And on top of that, you can get a hemp license, and pay. There's a guy up there that's getting paid off eight grand, no matter how many acres you grow. It's an eight grand flat fee to just he comes. He's the one inspector in the whole state of California for hemp farms, and he'll come and walk through your forty acres and be like, "Yep, it's hemp." sign you off and like the entire like the outside border rows are hemp and the whole 40 acres is ice cream cake and he's literally just getting paid left and right up there so not oh, only is geez, it, are the licensed man. cannabis farms out of control and yeah. the traditional market but the hemp farms aren't growing hemp yeah they're all well, growing weed and it's I, all going I, out the I, back door i laugh too. at the, the so hemp, the hemp when everybody starts talking about how hemp's going to save the world i'm like it's okay we're not talking about fiber hemp here, man. We're talking about yeah, deep red yeah. cannabis and actually probably not even deep red, you know. So it's it's crazy, man. It's a crazy market. I don't understand. Well, I do understand. I mean, this is how markets work, right? They they go up, they go down, and and uh, demand will will ultimately push uh, 
push the buttons that need to be pushed. And like you said, hopefully the They'll, you'll survive through it, you know. And that's enough, what we got to do: is survive, get dude. through it, man. I just, I was thinking about that. Like, how do you, how do you get that? But you can't, you can't really like if you can't transport material, you can't have like Humboldt, Humboldt's own dispensaries or outlets or brands anywhere else in the country, because you can't go to Colorado and grow some something that was originated here and call it a humble brand it just doesn't work yeah, man totally. i mean this was like the yeah. mountain sorry it was it's like, it like coors when they were doing beer man it's like oh it's all it's all this water right here until it wasn't you know that's well, not the same shit it's, it's not the same shit uh so you know this magical climate is magical place and a beautiful part of the country so it's you know i mean it'll it'd be unfortunate if uh if it drives everybody out but it won't drive everybody out no. But it's going to drive a lot of people. And it looks like it's going to be really rough this year. It's and you can't see so that change in next year. But no. the license fees, I was stunned by the license fees. They can, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's going to be any, like, massive reduction in, in uh, volume of product that gets grown. But I, I, I can understand and see what my buddy told me or what his perspective was on that fact that big farms, if we think we're going to lose our ass, those big farms are really going to lose their ass. Yeah. And maybe put some, maybe some of those guys will actually go out of business yeah. and maybe there won't be quite as much pot next year. Yeah. I don't, again, I don't see it being like exponentially less. Right. You know, even if it's, even if it is exponential and instead yeah. of California growing six or 7 million pounds, and yeah. there's only 1.5 million pounds being sold at California licensed retailers, right. <laughs> but we grew six or seven million pounds in the licensed market. Yeah. So even if that gets cut in half, we're still double supplying, yeah. which is still fucked. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's sure. gonna be significant change on that level. Well, it's, 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 it, it is, you know, well, the beginning of, it's the beginning of a wild market, a crazy market. So, you know, there's gonna be all this movement and correction and there was no planning and the fucking government didn't make any intelligent decisions about it really um and and kind well, of fucked the whole deal up honestly so. i don't think they're really making any of the decisions i think lobbyists are are running the show yeah you know what i mean and it's just big business lobbyists that are calling the shots and creating the regs and amending the regs to really benefit them i mean i know that sounds conspiracy paranoid shit but well, if you look at how prop works, 64 man. was drafted and who it was drafted by and the changes that were made especially in particular the ones that were made right at the very 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 end right before they actually passed it yeah were the, the one acre cap went away that was what how they sold it yeah was legacy was supposed to have this market till 2023 right there was supposed to be no farms over an acre until 2023, which is still a year and the fuck half away. And there's three <laughs> brand new hundred acre farms going in in Santa Barbara when we're already overproducing by five million pounds. And you think that they're, they don't, they know what the fuck's going down, dude. And I just, I still believe that, and the people that drafted and are lobbying for it today still aren't even participating in the market. Yeah. They're watching people just fall and collapse and stumble yeah. and fucking trip over themselves. Well, so we're down, we're, you know, we're everywhere. So we see all of it. And you see the, the level of um, what's happening is the, the quality is going down. 
dramatically, dramatically here too. You know, unfortunately, you're I'm gonna to. pee outside in this bush right here. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll go outside. Okay. It's cool. Thank you. <laughs> fancy you must be. Drum. You must be buying weed. <laughs> <laughs> this is the fucking deal, man. Oh my god. Oh, that's crazy. So, anyway, yeah. So back to back to uh, the 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 insanity. Aside from all of that, man, how are things going for you? I mean, it, you're busy, busy, busy building building this company. It's rough, man. A lot of the the you know being the messenger is really really difficult especially when you're being the messenger to your family and friends regardless of who you're being the messenger to it's really really tough yeah uh, to communicate what's going on in the market today is is really difficult yeah. um it's also really difficult not only being the messenger about the market but it's really difficult hearing the plight and the struggles that people are going through today that you know really well that, that have given their life to this plant and this culture and yeah. and uh, providing like a lot of these people up here uh, truly believe that they're that they're cultivating medicine for people to improve the quality of life for folks and, the, and yeah. to see people that have a real real true lifelong passion for cultivating a plant and evolving the plant and and seeing the, the genuine literal tears in their in their eyes and hearing those tears fall and hit the table is it's fucking hard man that shit's yeah. real shit and that's happening today um people are gonna be i know actually not gonna be but i know several farms that are like family you know generational properties that are that are gonna hit the market very soon and like so there's not only are people getting ran out of the market but they're getting ran off their properties by the market and these yeah. are like literal like generational homesteads like i'm talking about this valley and my family and like you know the lot the timber industry they were in the timber and the timber industry came and left and so they had this you know they yeah. subdivided all their property and eventually ended up leaving humboldt county too and so there's just like a the market is really 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 tough and and uh, it's interesting because um, I'm a pretty sensitive dude. Unfortunately, it kind of sucks being sensitive and empathetic because yeah. you feel. Yeah. Um, but and so it's hard, honestly, to be to feel excited. I feel I feel it feels wrong to, for to to like think sometimes. Like I try to stay positive, and sometimes it actually I get torn apart inside because it's like, how could I be positive when I know people are struggling? Yeah. You know what I mean? Does sure. that make sense? Yeah, it makes so sense. I'm like, half of me is is just crying inside about these families and and this culture and this place getting torn apart, and the other half of me is is genuinely excited about the opportunity, excited about the challenge of change, yeah. excited about the unknown and where this could go. Yeah, um, I'm excited about the continued now newfound evolution and, and scientific studies of the medicine itself and so those are all exciting things um, product development is exciting to me marketing is actually exciting to me authentic marketing is exciting so um, there's a lot to take on though I mean you know this is, is the, the the I remember a couple of years ago uh, there was a company that was um, a marketing company that we were kind of dabbling doing some stuff with and they and they were talking about coming up here 
and they're like, yeah, we need to come up and teach everybody, you know, how to market, how to brand and all this stuff. And I, I was thinking to myself, like, I don't know how many total number of farmers there are out there, but if you've got to get everybody, if everybody has to brand and market their own stuff just to stay in business, my God, man. It's a lot. It's a big burden. Yeah, and, and I don't think that we're a lot of farms, unfortunately, I believe we're misled and uneducated about what it really takes to, to build a brand. Yeah. I mean, real brands spend hundreds of thousands and millions and millions of dollars yeah. to build a brand and lose money for a period of time yeah. to build it. And these small farmers see a brand out there, think mm -hmm. they want to build a brand, and instead of capturing and, and keeping that nest egg put away for the next round of struggle, which is today. I know farmers that went and spent a hundred grand on, on marketing to build a brand for a 5,000 square foot farm. Yeah. It doesn't even produce enough flour to be a brand. Right. You're not a brand. No. And so like, I don't, I think a lot of people were too soon with the brands. I think today yeah. is still too soon for farm brands. Honestly, yeah. I think it, it, if people think the bulk flour market is tough, Go ahead and try to get into retail. Go for it, because yeah. it is fucking even exponentially brutal. Yeah. The cost of entry, the the slow roll of the payment back to you, like um, the shelf space. There's 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 big businesses that are paying for that shelf space that we can't afford to pay for. Right. So there's you know the, there's those big businesses that are paying the bud tenders 500 bucks a week to sell more of their product than the brand next to them on the shelf. Yeah. And so when you start trying to compete against that kind of money and that kind of advanced business acumen and, yeah. un and understanding of what it takes to build a brand and these small farmers are, are spending, you know, it's just so I believe the brand is too early. I think this community should be consolidating its wealth and its resources. And, you know, I own started Redwood Roots. I think it could be one of those brands, but I don't care about it being that brand or another brand. I just know that this community should be consolidating its resources and marketing together under one brand. Yeah. They would co-brand with the farmers so they all get to come with it, but go. it's way easier to go get shelf space for one brand yeah. than it is to go try to, for a distribution company like Redwood Roots to carry even a dozen farm brands. Yeah. When there's hundreds of farms up here trying to build brands, our retail menu starts cannibalizing itself you know what I mean? So we yeah. have farm brands that have the same values, the same me messaging, the same catchphrases, the yeah. same colors on their labels with the same motherfucking strains in them. <laughs> yeah. And we're trying to get you on the same shelf. Yeah. So and your you know, your no... your market access is so limited because of the 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 legality of where you can actually get stuff at. Like if you could get, I could see like in a, if if next year they said okay every legal state can get cannabis from every other legal state, I could see. Bam, Humboldt's own, you know, yeah. like, or all these little micro guys going, bam, and having an opportunity to yep. get a Humboldt product. Like, oh, that's fucking Humboldt. Yeah, yep. you know, but there's no way in a market like this. Cali market just, is fuck, too, it's, I don't, I don't believe we should even be really, we need to be educated and aware of this market, but I, I think we honestly need to be starting to position and understand and get poised, which I we are, and then there are other people in this community that are doing it, but getting poised and positioned and ready for that national, international market, because yeah. I believe what happened in Cali was we didn't organize soon enough. We didn't um, 
turn inward enough and work together in the collaborative, the true art of collaboration spirit together in time to capture the California market opportunities that were there at the beginning. We didn't get organized enough. We didn't, yeah. you know, pool our resources to, to, to use some of that marketing capital that I believe was squandered on a bunch of individual brands and target one brand um, and go get it. But I think the same thing will happen with the national and international market where if we don't, we're not positioned in advance of the opportunity happening, we're going to be too late for that market. Yeah. Somebody else is going to go get that market. Yeah. And so right now, I believe we should really be you know, Somebody needs to be pulling together these, uh, all these names, all, everything that's associated with the area, you know? Yeah. All those has to be pulled together so that somebody owns those under... Yeah, like domains. Know, like, yeah, mean, the domains and... and, and, and uh, a couple of people that, are, that have... And trademarks and, and stuff like that. Of, ...of domain names, for sure, that are that are Because it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, that and happen. the genetics, too, scare the shit out of me, honestly. I'm super scared that... that Big Ag and Monsanto, and the same thing that happened with, uh, I believe, what happened. I, sorry if I'm going to talk a little smack here, because I don't know for surely the story, but the Front Range Bioscience people, I believe, burned some folks pretty hard, is my understanding, regardless. Um, but anyways, companies like that, if not, if they didn't do what I'm pretty sure they did, which was, you know, under the guise of... of um, so anyway, I'm just concerned that genetics, old school heritage genetics, yeah. are going to become tissue cultured and then patented and see that's what I, I was asking i was, had this conversation earlier can you actually i don't understand how you can like i i don't understand that because i could i patent like if i breed a couple of dogs and i get a dog that's like super cool and i'm like hey that dog i'm gonna patent my dog i, don't I mean i know there's you can pat what well, my understanding you know? and i could be totally wrong here too but and i just had this conversation with somebody that i believe is educated but that, that you can't aren't going to be able to patent seed genetics but clones, a That's tissue culture clone, because if yeah. you pollinate a seed, there's going to have just even a small, minute fraction of a difference, difference. of a genome trait or yeah. a genome field, you know, right. uh, to track the the, par the parents to back. So, like, just pollinating a seed one time then makes it something else. Yeah. So you, the, you know, to so that was an argument that I just heard that seeds won't be able to be, but yeah, but specific, consistent clones that are that are tissue cultured yeah. will be able to and i believe are today what the genetics that are being patented are the ones that have been tissue cultured. i'm going to look into that a little bit because i know um monsanto with their roundup ready shit mm -hmm. you know they they actually sue farmers whose farms yeah. are next to their farms yeah. because they get cross-pollinated yep. and that you can't use your own seed because it has our genetics. Monsanto seed, and even yeah. if it's not the specific seed, right, that's because, that, but, but, that's but it's real. the genetics because right. they actually they actually manually change the gene of the plant. So they say, well, we can patent that because that's never going to occur naturally, right? right. So now so I can... that piece of it. Yeah, that, that piece of patent. it, correct. So Once they own that. that piece gets into uh, your... Corn genetic. Then you you fucking owe them rights. The royalties on it. It's like, dude, I watched this whole documentary on it. it blew my mind how they were, they were basically because the small farmers are always the guys who get fucked the hardest. Yeah. They any, just do. Any industry, and, any, anything. And yeah. Monsanto's like, well, you buy all the seed, you plant our seed, and the farmers are like, well, I don't want to. I want to plant Legacy. I want to plant my stuff. And then they go to use their seed, and they're like, we can't use that seed because it was next to this field, and yep. you got cross-pollination. Yep. That's our shit. We own that. Yep. Like, what on earth yep. are you fucking talking about, yeah. man? Yep. Like, that's 
that is, uh, while I, I'm a big respecter of patent and IP, I mean, there's mm -hmm. gotta be, my machines don't breed and make other fucking machines, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, plants don't have that, they have this, there's no boundary there. They're not like, hey, yeah, sorry dude, you're GMO, <laughs> yeah. you know? Not gonna do it with you. Yeah. It's like whatever the fucking wind blows, man. Yeah. That's insanity. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. Because I, I mean, you think about because I was just you know talking. I I don't really know about breeding and that that much. I've learned a lot this trip. But just to see all the energy and the time it takes mm -hmm. to develop a, a you know a stable strain, mm -hmm. you know, years. Yeah. And then yeah. you know, <laughs> especially when you're talking about a sun-grown farmer, because you know even if you're light depping without additional light and and you might supplement to get the growth of that first run yeah um, maybe add some light on the third run to, to give it a little bit of juice but uh most people aren't aren't you know adding any significant amount of light but the, so light you know sun grown it's three times a year max that you can pollinate and make yeah. that f1 f2 f3 but um a lot of the people, a lot of the pre old school breeders are just that full term sun grown farmer. Yeah. So you get one, one uh, shot, one pull. You're talking yeah. about eight years later. You're getting uh, like, and so what? then you got all the, 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 you know, the real designer blingy guys are all indoor farmers. And so they're able to really push the envelope a lot faster and start getting that, you know, that fifth run in one year of crossing something. It's yeah. pretty significant like advancement in the time it takes you to get there right you know and so, so do, do you do genetics do you are you part, i was part a of clone that? guy here forever for yeah. 25 years okay i was like i played with genetics and pollinating and 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 crosses but my my bread and butter was always just taking genetics that were already established and good and solid quality making stuff. you know babies of those and yeah. then spreading them out all over the place was well my my jam okay um i had like almost 100 strains with the end of my reign of clone oh. operating before I got, <laughs> you, I got you were the king of the clone wars <laughs> i got busted four years ago actually really and, and they i had fourteen thousand plants on my shelves um i had like twenty thousand clones on my shelves at all times but they i had a lot of a lot of plants and uh i had a collective yeah so i wasn't breaking the state law right um i was violating the mendocino county land use ordinance um they were dragging ass and didn't file didn't pass their ordinance i planned on on filing an application and doing the whole nine yards but they were dragging their ass and humble had passed theirs so i started pushing on my commercial property in bedbo to get distribution and retail yeah. and manufacturing um while i waited for mendo to, to get their ordinance passed and they passed it and i was just so swamped with my my bembo projects that i planned on applying and was just like ah, it just happened I got a little bit of time here, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. on top of that, I had a teeny little, my flout, my actual farm was like 4,000 square feet. And at the very, very northern, literally the county line, northern Humble, northern Mendocino County line, Humboldt Mendocino County line yeah. is my property. So it's like the furthest away from law enforcement in Mendocino County as you can literally physically possibly get. And I also know what existed then in between my property and where they would come from yeah and i'm like there's such big gnarly egregious shit out there they're not they're not gonna come get me yeah you know what i mean i got a little bit of time to file my application no no and so Dang. they came and chopped all the herb down and did that whole nine yards so anyway that's that was the end of my cultivation situation yeah you know, so you don't cultivate anymore 
I got my six plants in the yard. That's it. Twelve pounders. Twelve. Uh, six, six, 12. 60, pound, sixty pounds off my six plants. <laughs> Those and aren't plants, dude. Those all, are trees. <laughs> I averaged ten pounds of plant off my six plants. So I make the most of it. <laughs> the first time I saw one of those, I almost shit myself. I'm like, that's a fucking marijuana tree, man. Look at yeah, that thing. Yeah. Eighteen feet tall and yep. thirty feet around. Like what the? Yeah. That's a redwood, bro. Yeah, yeah I'm a redwood bro, <laughs> for real. So, but yeah, so I'm. Wow, that's I'm, crazy. I'm honestly kind of, kind of grateful for the transition. I miss farming. I'm yeah. a farmer at heart, but I still get to work with cannabis and I get yeah. to support. So you're concentrating mostly on distribution, distribution, and the brand. And the brand. We will have that's a great, man. Retail location in Venmo. Yeah. So it'll be yeah. like a little museum esque little yeah. storefront that'll tell the story of this place. Yeah. The plan with the dispensary. So yeah. it'll kind of like be a museum atmosphere. Yeah. Smoking lounge. That's great. Where you'll be able to come in. It's right in Bembo. So, like one log here, it's right on the, it's, my place is right on the freeway. Yeah. In Bembo, right across, right on the golf course across the freeway from the Bembo Inn. So, that's great. It'll be like, uh, yeah, a little coffee shop lounge yeah. where people can come in and, hear all the old stories and read the old, you know, read about <laughs> Although, this place. Instead of black and white pictures, there'll be uh, color pictures, but all the pictures on the wall from like the old school days. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So, I mean, that's cool. That's, I mean, that's, that's what's really going to be here. You know, that's what's really going to be touristy wise, I think. Yeah. I think, you know? I think, you know, there's tourism is should and needs to play a big part in our in our survival yeah. up here in the long run. I think we kind of lost track. I grew up in the service industry. My parents owned restaurants. My grandparents ran a restaurant right here. So I actually grew up in a family that wasn't in weed. Yeah. Um, so, and it was all redwood tourism and fishing tourism back then is what will really fed this place and, and the herb culture. But back in the early eighties, it was popping off really pretty hardcore here with the weed thing and the coke and the heroin, just the 80s. It was yeah. the fucking 80s in America. So no. that was going on everywhere. But that, uh, uh, shit, I just lost my train of thought. But, um, well, it was uh, the 80s, man. It's, it's yeah, hard to remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True that. Yeah, I'm like, 80s, what? Uh, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. That was, uh, that was a doozy yeah. for sure, man. But, yeah, man, crazy, crazy, uh, crazy to just be present in today's world. The yeah. world at large is a really crazy place to be. The country, this county, the state, you name it. So it's like, it's not just the weed industry that's really just kind of yeah. a crazy place to be. It's like that energy everywhere I go, I feel like people are kind of unsure. Whether yeah. In, in whether, no matter if they're in the weed game or not, there's a lot of shifting and you know people talking about moving here or moving there friends yeah. in LA are like trying to like kind of lost a little bit wondering whether the next move is going to be yeah. so I think there's like a big shift going on right now of, and I hope a shift of, of like like consciousness too like I think oh, good this luck. thing's going to have to get even shittier like way shittier Yeah. but I think it's going to get way shittier feels think, like it doesn't I it think, I, don't th I don't see any shift yeah. going on with the climate with you know, water, wars, yeah. um, you name it. So, um, yo, yo. <laughs> Breakfast, man. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, you guys are rolling in with. Yeah, we're good. We're on. Uh, 
<laughs> Blast walks in with the beer, which is perfect. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Nice to meet you. We uh, met at the Emerald Exchange years ago. Oh, right on. He gave me a fistful of bud. Oh, nice. <laughs> I remember that I one. <laughs> That's awesome. That was a good Emerald. We need to bring those back, honestly, is what we really need to do. The Emerald Cups? Emerald Exchange. Oh, okay. They're like more intimate. The big, the last one, I think, was about 2,000 people. Yeah. But it was all about bringing the Emerald Triangle craft brands yeah. to the bigger marketplace in Southern California in a really kind of shishi high-end atmosphere with music and food and yoga um, <laughs> where the retail, the, the, the audience was uh, um, bud tenders and purchasing managers and retailers. So, yeah. And the only booths there were, were brands like Redwood Roots and the brands from up here. So it was a cool thing for for exposure for people up here um and you know i think that's a we always shine as a community when we get to take the show on the road i feel like our you might want to go work that out and get that back man i mean that that sounds like right now we're actually working on it right now i believe we're working we're going to shoot for a once a month farmer's market type of an event um somewhere in the state but in particular focusing on southern california where we bring djs and musicians from yeah. up in humboldt county to the people and we actually like sh- you know represent the culture it's it yeah. is there is it is more than weed up here there's like it's so much more than just people that are new oh i want to grow weed because growing weed's cool it's yeah. like there's there's world-class surfers and world-class musicians and and world-class yogis and like teachers and 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 doctors and and lawyers and like you know that back to the land movement um was a bunch of you know a lot of not a bunch but a a lot of of really highly educated people that were just anti-establishment anti-government anti-society that will try to come up here and just make a free world yeah make a new place you know get get free of free of all that shit so yeah you see um, well i mean you see that that push was obviously began years ago but it you could see it in the culture up here when you come into the culture i grew up um my parents were uh hippies and transient you know lived in a volkswagen van and shit Mm -hmm. like that so uh, i know the vibe and i get the whole experience you know and i when i first started coming up here i was living in san diego and i started coming up here to sell machines because i wasn't any good at growing so I started making machines because I'm fucking pretty good at that. Right? So, but I couldn't grow, Classic. couldn't grow a fucking you thing. You found your lane, yeah, dude. I found my spot. You found your yeah, fucking yeah. lane, dude. We all, we all play our that's, part. That's right. Dude, fuck, I yeah. swim right. I know exactly where to stay. Like I don't go over there that's, and I don't go that's over there. Good. That's a cool story, uh, actually. Yeah, but that's what that's got cool me shit. into the spot. So mm-hmm. I like drive through here and I used to drive through here and depending on how, because I would come up to Garberville. And depending on where I would get to, you know, I was usually sleeping on the side of the road on the 101 mm-hmm. somewhere along here between here and San Diego, you know, because I could usually make it up past San Francisco, find a good spot, kick yeah, over, nice. chill out, you know, nice. and that's uh, I did that for years, man. And um, and that's did you grow up down there. Where'd you grow? I grew up in Colorado, oh, really? uh, <clears throat> but I got in the service and I ended up in San Diego. Oh, OK. Yeah. So right, okay. I uh, spent I got got married, had kids and. Um, uh, is that where you learned to build stuff? Uh, actually, I was... you already have a passion for that? Or? I've always been an inventor. Uh-huh. Like, I've uh-huh. always invented shit. I uh-huh. just never had access. Like, I made some really cool toys back right. uh, when my kids were growing up. And I just, like, I go to try start going into market. And it was just like the fucking barrier to entry was 
extraordinary, you know, for for a guy who's just working a job and raising a family. I just mm -hmm. could I couldn't understand like, you know, wow, you want twenty thousand dollars to patent it, and everybody's just trying to take your money, and then it's like my first order of toys parts was going to be like fifty grand. I'm like what <laughs> you know you're never gonna get can't get in that way but yeah. when i got uh i worked for hewlett-packard for a while and uh, i had a 401k and i uh, a friend of mine commissioned me to make a uh, what's our now our alchemist which is a dry sift machine he was like dude i need you to make a machine for me uh, uh, and i wanted to be able to do this and that and i watched him do what he was doing and so i came up with the concept of flat screens instead of circular mm -hmm. and it worked fucking magic nice. you know and mm -hmm. and i'm like dude i'm on to it uh so i drained my 401k i built a bunch of machines but i fucking got in the truck and headed to humboldt baby <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's seriously what yeah. the yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Dope, like literally in grass valley my friend was getting married that's in grass valley and i like i'm like well fuck i stopped in grass valley watched them get married fucking took off in the morning and had a uh a bronco uh, an O.J. Simpson white Bronco uh, with a big fucking trailer on the back that had uh, a bunch of these Keef machines. And um, I got up here and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to fucking go in there. Everybody grows weed, so it's totally cool. I'm going to be able to walk in and, and, and boy, it's tire lipped up there, up here mm -hmm. than it was in San Diego. Like, you just didn't say certain things. I'm like showing people, and they're like, I can't take this, bro. And I'm like, why? That word right there, it said like hash, right? And he's like, can't have this in my shop. I'm like, what the fuck? He's got all the other hash bags and everything else, you know? Right. Like, nothing's marketed incorrectly, right? My stuff's all wrong. So I'm like, oh, fuck. But I finally got Trim Scene Solutions up here. Mm -hmm. I stopped in to see them. They took two machines on, uh, on uh, what's it called? Consignment. Uh, consignment, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, I, I got about 30, 40 miles down the road. And I get the phone call, hey, we want some more of those machines. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> but uh, that's what started the whole thing. And so cool. I, I did a lot of trips because then I started making a trimmer. And, um, you know, we didn't understand packaging. We didn't understand a lot of things. And... We had uh, a lot of problems with shipping. I, I sent, sent $100,000 worth of equipment to a company up here, and um, $70,000 of it was damaged in shipping. So I had to come back up with all the new parts and fix fucking everything. Um, so, yeah, I learned a lot of lessons. shit really fast, really yeah. hard ones. Yeah, Fuck yeah dude, yeah. startup in anything is no fucking joke. No joke, dude. No joke. But that's what you know, so oh. we were talking about earlier. Like, Fuck, you know, man. you get in and you start getting the business, and then it fucking just sucks it, you mm -hmm. know? And you, mm -hmm. and you have a choice. Like, you go, okay, well, what's more valuable right now? And more valuable to me is building this business. And then it just gets more focused and more focused. And you're putting more energy and more energy. Mm -hmm. And it's consuming everything you're fucking doing. Because yeah. it's what you think about. It's what you talk about. Yeah. Uh, I have friends that aren't friends anymore because that's what I was doing. And they're not into it, you know. And now I'm successful. And they're like, yeah, we all, you know, I knew you were going to be successful, but I just couldn't stand listening to you. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I hear you, dude. I mean, that's a, I only talk about what I'm passionate about, you know? <laughs> no, so man. you just kind of get, it was just, yeah, it's been one of those rides. It's, it's epic in some respects and it's been very successful and it's been a very good ride. And, you know, we've done a lot in the community. Like we, we came up and did, um, we've done fire for a couple a couple of the big fire seasons we come up and and put machines in different shops for people to use free of charge so that you know they can nice. recover some of their crops and nice. we've given machines to some i mean we can't obviously do everybody mm -hmm. but we tried to do do some to give mm -hmm. back to just let you know because mm -hmm. this community is what started us yeah, like this man. is where even though i'm i'm not i don't live here yeah. i never lived here this is what started this company yeah like, nice this is the roots of it you know well, so i wish there was more people 
from yeah. the industry and that are still in an industry that, that lived those same values because we truly as a community and, and, a, and, a, and a group of communities certainly need any kind of platform, stage, or um, um, anything that we can speak from and speak to um, and, and tell our story and, and express what's going on today for the small yeah. communities and, and, and be real with it, man. People need to know that their purchase of cannabis at a retailer could help, you know, sustain a life for somebody. It's yeah. not, you're not, you know, you know, it's not feeding some CEO sitting on an island wondering yeah. which fourth house he's going to buy. It's yeah. like you could you could buy an eighth in this branded product, and it's actually going to trickle down into a community. Yeah, you know, truly though. Like, yeah, absolutely. Or you can buy absolutely. this eighth for twice the money, and it's yeah. going to go to some CEO soulless cocksucker that's yeah. never spent a day in his he life just, running from yeah, he had money and the opportunity it's right you know? and nothing no hate on those guys because yeah. they're fucking doing you know they're it is what it is and yeah. it's business you know what i mean but this, but the but business so, is soulless right so that's yeah, one of the things we talk yeah, about this you yeah. know it, it is soulless right so it's it's dependent on the guys who run the businesses mm. to bring the soul because mm. ultimately if you're just doing the numbers mm. and you run a business by numbers it could be fucking nasty. Yeah. Right. And without thing. conscience and without a little, about that. you know, I'm just saying it, <laughs> yeah, well, you do know just watching it. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, fuck. And it just gets so brutal and people are, you know, they just don't give a fuck. And then, and then why? Well, they're just fo focusing here. And if you just focus here, sometimes, you know, internal to the business and you just focus on what the business needs to do, then you forget the community that the business mm. serves, you know, mm. and that's why this is, that's why we're doing this come back up and just you know and this has been a shock to me because this is such was such a vibrant community and to see it be so decimated by the pricing it happened and, overnight and just too, overnight man. seriously yeah overnight we're talking about you know eighteen hundred dollar pounds selling for six hundred dollars in a yeah. year yeah that, one year's time and how can you how can you budget your life or build a you know a financial model or forecasting your life um, and I, 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 I've been calling cannabis business plans sandcastle business plans because yeah. you think you know the market and you think you know a strategy and you hone a strategy and you pivot a little bit for today's market. Yeah. And then you get you get there, and then it's the industry there. is this totally different. Yeah. And so you the the wave rolls over you and it washes it down and then you just. You look ahead and you try to put the pieces yeah. back together for today's market, and then another wave comes and knocks you back down again. And yeah. you just got to keep getting back up, yeah. learning your lessons the hard yeah. way. You know what I mean? I've learned so fucking much in the last three <laughs> to six years. That's great. Holy shit. <laughs> and we're still it here. Hurts. <laughs> it does hurt really yeah. fucking bad. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I, I learned lessons the hard way in my life in general. So this is not I think that most part of, us of it. Do is not new to me yeah. you know i i get been getting beat up my whole life yeah. you know what i mean you got i totally understand so yeah. that part of it's like eh just gotta get pick up the pieces and and keep on rolling out you know but that's what so. that's what separates somebody who goes into business and runs business from people who work for a, you know or employed right mm -hmm. yeah because you get they, to go they, home at they, night. they get their security from yeah. you, what you're doing and you don't get security <laughs> no, i'm the last person that gets paid you probably yeah. were the last person yeah. that got paid when you were yeah. building this thing too yeah everybody yeah. else gets fed you, first. you watch and you're like okay am That's... i am i gonna get paid this month mm. i gotta make sure that because you gotta make sure everybody else is 
because the function it has to keep functioning, it has to keep rolling, yeah. and you're putting all the energy in. And, and uh, I lived in this actually for a year and a half out in front of my shop. Nice. While my wife was in Las Vegas because she's she's been there for 22 years, and my kids were both in college, and my daughter was in college. Uh, so all three of the kids were in college, and I lived in. I I, I didn't cook in here. I just I literally slept in there, mm -hmm. and that was my thing because I I, I couldn't afford to have a, a, a part. I used to go to the gym and shower because I didn't right. want to. I didn't want to shower in the little tiny RV shower. So I had it plugged into my shop that I was paying mm -hmm. all that shit on, and I I lived right in here, um, and you know, not that that was a huge sacrifice because I mean this isn't bad for one guy, but. But the point is, like, you know, that's what I had to do. And yeah. so I just fucking did it. And, yeah. you know, and that's what you're doing. You're looking at the problems. You're going, well, I don't know exactly how I want to fucking solve it, but you know I'm going to. Google fucking <laughs> came from a garage, man. Yeah. All that shit. Well, they were like, it's, they all started somewhere, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and didn't know what the end game was for them. So, again, you just got to think we're lucky. We, like. My company's small and nimble still, so we're able to make some adjustments yeah. and pivot when shit goes down, but it's getting harder and harder. Mm -hmm. You can only pivot as a grassroots entity so many times without capital infusion, so we're yeah. trying to keep it real and keep our value in, in our community, but it's, it's fucking you know, that's tough a, that's out That's another there, thing, man. too. Like, um, like, we are not eligible for SBA and traditional mm -hmm. fucking good money mm -hmm. because uh, of our association with cannabis yeah right and yeah. so obviously you're in the same boat like yeah. we we don't qualify for programs that there's normal programs for small businesses that this fucking country is built on excuse me hello we're yeah. built on this fucking american dream little guys trying to make a, a living and 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 having the sure. used to have a banker and a support guy now they look at you and they go Ah, that's that's cannabis. Man. I'm like, no, it's not fucking cannabis, dude. I'm in a machine shop. I make equipment. No, no, no. You're they cannabis, dude. You too. Oh, oh yeah, we don't wow. get we don't. I, no way. I get to put my money in a bank now. But I've been kicked out of two banks. Wow. Yeah. I'm I like, mean, what I get the, the, fuck? the weed thing, which it stuck. It that sucks. But yeah. like even the ancillary products, like yours. Oh, it's that's, brutal, that's, man. That's super trippy. Brutal. Yeah, meanwhile, if you need if you need a, a loan, you're paying hard money. Interest hard rates, money. So you're talking about ten and twelve percent instead of like today's interest rate at three, four. Twelve so, percent. Yeah. I'd kill for twelve percent. Yeah. I can't get anything under fifteen or twenty percent. Oh wow, shit. And I'm, yeah, I'm no. we got good numbers and books. Yeah, wow. You know? Wow. And we're I know a some machine hard money shop. Lenders. If yeah. you need ten percent, I might be able to hook you up, yeah. bro. <laughs> I, I could I could use ten percent and I'd pay it and I'd smile about it. Fucking A. You know? Dude. Yeah, because yeah, it's I wouldn't think if we were paying three or four. Oh, I know, like, right. Ooh, then you then we'd actually be successful. Yeah. We'd actually uh, be making money just with that. I never thought alone. 10 would sound good, but I'll tell you what, man. I jump, <laughs> jump on 10% 10. in a second. Oh, God. fucking. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It's seriously uh, insane what what the uh, and and you know, I'm I'm just I'm I'm just a like guy started in my garage. I don't know a lot. I'm not a CEO. I've never been a CEO before. I'm just learning this shit and trying to figure it all out and you and that's a whole another aspect. The whole the whole financial aspect and you get on to you start getting trying to get into the right location with the right people and um you know you it takes a long time to figure out if they're good people 
mm. you know so you have to vet especially in the financial world man because oh, yeah, it yeah. takes a minute you yeah. gotta yeah. you gotta sift through the shit yeah. you know some of them reveal themselves like yeah. like right now yeah. they're like yeah. okay that's a douche i'm not dealing with that guy yeah. but some of them will fucking move you along uh, and then yeah it takes a while and then you're like oh, oh yeah. yeah okay well i'm glad i didn't fucking do that um you know but that's what i'm finding like that that part of it to me is the is the mm. hardest part because it should be simple. It used to be simple. My dad used to get business loans. He he bought a, a building and got, um, you know, overvalue on the building and took a loan and it actually paid, didn't have to pay anything up front for the building and he got money to support his business. And I'm like, why, where's that fucking deal? You know, <laughs> like, why, how come I can't do that? And we're, so I'm looking at a building actually, and I don't want to make this all about what I'm doing, but yeah, I make, I got a building in, in Vegas that we're looking at. I'm like, okay, well, the market value, it's, it's a building somebody's getting out of. It hasn't been built yet. It's basically a pad. And uh, we're like, well, um, we can buy it at like $140, maybe $140 a square foot. Um, it's probably retail, I mean, on the market at, two, at up to 220 There's a lot of room in there, mm -hmm. right? I'm like, well, why can't I just fucking borrow this you know and you i can use this to build my business and then i fucking build your fucking building and we'll all be happy you know but you know it's just like it's, it's not the way it was a totally so. new new world when uh the feds open this thing up in particular yeah. the banking and the financing alone when i can use my numbers to go yeah. attract a reasonable interest rate loan yeah i i i'm feel normal. really confident just about my ability to navigate that but yeah. when you start you know again when you start paying 10 12 15 percent that's yeah. when you're working on my company works at a non a 10 percent margin you know what i mean yeah so like the whole organization um and that's just barely maintaining so yeah. anyway man yeah uh, yeah, it's really tough when when, to... when the margin is so tight, and then of course all the, these pressures do is, is is decrease that. Yeah, and and then you know, and I think that one of the things that I frustrates me is that people who who are outside of it and never experienced it, they really don't fucking get it. Like they really yeah. don't understand the impact of of you know a two percent shift mm -hmm. or a three percent shift, let alone a thirty percent shift. You know, yeah. you go changing business by 30%, yeah. that's fucking oh, scary fuck. shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean... Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting to me when I when I hear it's kind of off track of that, but, uh, you know, you hear the, the chads and the brads, quote-unquote, talking shit about the ability for these small farmers or people in Northern California to, to, to do good business. Yeah. And then you look at like the percentage of those quote unquote brads and chads that have came into the industry, put dumped millions and tens of, there's been more failures by, yes. by people with money yeah. than there has been failures by people that have been in the industry for a long time. Yeah. And so you start questioning, well, or, or you're like, you know, you're like, oh wait, who's, who's, <laughs> a, who's a better businessman here? We're still here. You came and left already, and now you went and got more money, and you came back. Yeah. So that makes you some sort of sharp businessman or whatever. So anyway, I just find it interesting. I, oh, think, I, think, I think folks up here are cut short on their their business acumen and right. they're being recognized as good business people. Yeah. So, well, you're uh, talking about like you said, tens of millions of dollars versus hundreds of thousands, or you know, a, a good farm should be able to turn a million dollars a year, a million and a half 
Mm -hmm. one, one acre should be able to do a million, million and a half. Well, now mm -hmm. the price is down, so now you're, you take that potential and you cut it into a third. You say, well, it's now worth half a million. Well, you didn't cut your staff by yeah. by that much before <laughs> yeah. the year the started. The costs are still know? the same. <laughs> they didn't change. So. The, the, the government's not saying, hey, we're going to give you a break on your licensure this year, buddy, because it was a bad year. Yeah. They're like, no, no, no. Actually, we're going to raise it this year. You're yeah. like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah. Sure, man. <laughs> it's, it's tough, brutal, man. man. Yeah, well, uh, what do you think, though? I mean, like, I mean, obviously, you know, I, I heard a little bit of passion. I know you feel like there's some there's some positivity or potential positivity, but like, that's what's got to keep you going. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I personally am not ever going to leave this place in terms of where I live. Yeah. So like. I'm, you know, that kind of keeps me calm, but I've, I, you got to stay positive on some, you know, you got to keep the dream alive. Sometimes just the dream and the vision of a dream or the vision of, you know, the potential hope is what keeps you going. Yeah. And so that's, I, I'm honestly personally living on faith and hope and a dream and, and love and this, and this community and, and yeah. angels. I, we've, this community has lost a lot of people at a young age. Uh, due to the failed war on drugs and also just the pitfalls of too much money too fast and then mm -hmm. the abundance and the access to really hard drugs. So, I mean, I've lost a bunch of friends to suicide and murder right here in Richardson Grove about less than a mile from here. Wow. One of my best friends was murdered over four pounds of weed, shot in the middle of broad daylight and just left to bleed out in the middle of the road. Um, and so, like... I don't know where for that four pounds of weed. For four pounds of weed. Another one of my good friends got murdered over a pound of weed, right? You know, over oh, out yeah. towards Whitethorn out there. So it's like, you know, and, and you ask what, like, how do you stay positive or what's the, like, the bright side of this? And the bright side is that we all, the people that are still here are still here. The people, yeah. like, it's kind of shaken out. Unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of people that do love this place and do love herb that are probably not going to make it. Um, but at, at the end of all this... I see the people still standing here in this community are going to be here for the right reason because yeah. it ain't going to be easy to stay here. Yeah. And it's going to show, you know, the people that really just love this place and will bleed this place and, yeah. and, and are going to stay here. They're not going anywhere no matter what. So I think there is some silver lining in that it's, I believe there's already kind of this circling of the wagons of like yeah. that old, what really mattered, you know, when I was, when I was a kid was we, we, there was, we were all broke as fuck when I was a kid, <laughs> truly like all the, all the people that were in weed were driving beat up old Volvos yeah. and Subarus and shit. And the fun and what we did was we, we didn't go on three vacations to Hawaii and Tahiti and Bali, but we went camping out on the lost coast. We actually yeah. communed together and had ritual and ceremonies of solstice parties on the beach together. And so I think there's a, a coming of, back to like a more simple way of living and and so i think that's to me that's exciting to yeah. me i think this community kind of lost its way in terms of that original generation of back to the landers coming up here to yeah. live off the land and all of that and live pure and all that shit well that that was real then they had kids and then those kids got greedy learned how to grow weed my generation got real greedy yeah that's where it went the shit hit the fan you know what i yeah. mean it's like and so i think um but the but the base the setup for that economic system was was these was that you know guys with suitcases of money came up here and took product and mm -hmm. that was a system yep. so you didn't have to build the depth 
down the down the road mm -hmm. for those outlets, right? Yeah. And so now they've yeah, it's just fucking that's crazy. I mean, I, I remember I mean, my dad was in the game for for years, and and uh, you know <laughs> he had money stuffed in the walls and under the floors and all. When they finally uh, raided him out, they they were punching holes in the walls and finding money stash mm -hmm. he would hide money from his wife and she would hide her money from him it was just <laughs> fucking insane it was like a total fucking story right this is a total yeah. total uh weed grow story like the worst of the worst right i know some folks that, <laughs> that buried money and definitely never found it never found, it. found yeah. it they're just whole a hole every three feet yeah in the whole meadow so yeah it's like, someone will find like, it maybe or not. or not or not it just is what it is yeah. But uh, yeah, those was that was yeah. some crazy times, and he was over in Lake County. That was some crazy times. His his house burnt down. That was fucking crazy. Back in the fires, just yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah years ago, uh -huh. but not not uh, probably seven years ago. Six, uh -huh. no, maybe it was less than that. I don't know. Uh -huh. I can't remember. Five years ago, something like uh -huh. that. Whatever it was. And those big fires yeah. blew through there. Yeah, blew through there. Yeah. And they thought they were going to actually go over into Napa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember that year. That uh, was gnarly. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully this rain Crazy puts story. these fires out over in Trinity. I don't know. I haven't checked, but hopefully it was a nice little rain, rains. man. Waking up to that fresh rain smell in the redwood forest is a fucking beautiful thing, man. Yeah. You can't, you can't, I, I can't trade that shit for anything in the world. Sure, I used to so camp up here when I, like I told you, to sleep lucky on, folks. and it was always back, you know, yeah. in 2012 when I started, it was a lot of rain. You know, it was always raining. I come up this time of year, but it was fucking rain. That's what you came yeah. up into. I'd be parking in the rain and yeah. uh, camping in the rain, and just like, wow, this is this is a magical part of the world. I sure hope we get some of that this winter, man. We need a few winters in a row of just straight monsoon. Yeah, but, um, yeah. This drought is is a scary time. Fire danger. My 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 uh, fiance's oldest boy is 13 and he goes up here from Marin a few weeks ago and was like yeah and it's just that smoky it's smoky season and i was like wow like what do you mean he's like yeah this time of year it's just smoky and i was like wow uh, there's like a generation of kids <laughs> now from here that just think this is smoky this season. is normal smoke and season. it's like it's not normal no. You know, oh, growing yeah. up here, that just wasn't the case. So, yeah. well, the river like, too. Uh, I mean, how long has it been since that river ran? I don't think I saw it bank to bank this last year. Yeah, it's it's just quite a crazy time to be alive. Honestly, again, it's yeah. exciting, crazy, challenge, change. It's all that's exciting, crazy shit, and just the unknown is all exciting. Um, and then it's also just really a fucking big bummer. Yeah. So it's like it's all the above. It's all the emotions. It's intense, man. It's all it's all of it all wrapped one minute. You know, it's the roller coaster is real. Yeah. yeah. And it's the daily roller coaster too anymore. It's not just like weekly or monthly. It's like it's the intensity. Sitting in my chair up. in my office, dude. It's like I get a phone call from a farmer who the sky is falling, and then you know. Anyways, it's just the it's the highs are high and the lows are low, yeah. and, the, and it's and the the seems like it's coming faster. The how yeah how often those things occur are definitely exponential anymore. So we're just holding on, man, holding on for dear life, well, doing what we do, that's what staying you do. true to this place. And Hang on, and fucking that's right. <laughs> Hang on and learn our lessons the best. Listen, we man, can last man standing sometimes, them. but yeah, man. So where I mean, where where do we where are you, uh, where are you at online? Who how do we find you? Uh, redwoodroots.family on Instagram and redwoodrootsfamily.com 
is cool. our website, www.redwoodrootsfamily.com is our website. Um, should have our retail spot. It's a, it's a year out, but keep your eyes and ears That's peeled be exciting. For, Very uh, cool. for a storefront here in Southern Humboldt. That'll be, like I said, it's going to tell the story of this place. And then the dream is to build that place out and then flip that model out, yeah. of, out of Humboldt yeah. and have dispensaries and smoking lounges that tell our story. Um, where people can come in and not just buy an eighth of weed, but they're going to be able to come in and truly see pictures, read yeah. stories, and, and feel this place and know the people from this place through through that storefront. So that's the the dream of where we're heading. But yeah, I like man, it. It's, it sounds uh, like a good one, man. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah, life is good. We're here, man. Yeah, and we're uh, fucking, that, that's the truth about it. It's, it's a beautiful day. Blue sky day. <laughs> we're surrounded by redwood trees. There's birds chirping. Yeah. Fuck, man. Camelot Radio's blasting. Yep. It's like life is good, man. It's like the, the struggle is real, but it's all relative, and everybody's feeling it. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Keep on keeping on. Well, the good times will come back, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I, someone will figure it out. I think... Um, that's the theme I just keep hearing. It's just, it's interesting that we're here because we feel it. Like I feel it, you know, I feel this market push. Right. So I know the pressure's here because the pressure's on our equipment too. Right. Oh, Cause yeah. this is a big, this is a big place for us. As, as I said earlier, like not only do we come here as our roots, but it, every year we do well up here. And this year is just like, it's yeah. the pressure's on because I, I could just feel Every, it, man. Everybody's, everybody's struggling. struggling, man. Like yeah. the, my engineer that's, that's doing my plans for the, for the spot there in Bembo is is he has a shit pile of projects that are like halfway and three quarters of the way through with farmers that aren't nobody's paying their bills. Yeah. So it's like like I said earlier, it's the trickle down thing. Yeah. Restaurants are, are hurting. Um, hotels are hurting. Gas yeah. station. It's uh, goes across the board. Yeah, the whole community. So struggling. it's like it's all it's, it's all tied together. Yeah. So. We all row in the same direction. We all sink or swim together. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth to, of it, it's right? It's truly up You're not to sitting us. There it's on like an we island. could all sit around and blame and yeah. point fingers, but if we don't organize and just work together and own our shit as yeah. adults, we got to take ownership of our own lives and do what we can to, to continue a life in weed that There's, we, I mean, we want to live. The good, the bright spot is, like, like you said, I think at the beginning, man, you leave this little area, you know, this fucking California insanity, and Humboldt is still the legend, you know, it's still the legend, you know, and at some yeah. point in time, that's going to pay. And, you know, that's, that's, someone's got to get it organized and get, get that branding out there a little bit, but you can't do it until it fucking opens up. So what are you going to do? I mean, you got to get ready for it. Yeah. Build you got to be relationships ready. now. Yes. It's yes. about, I feel like that, that market is all about building the relationships today. Yeah. Um, to execute that. that tomorrow. You just have a, like so. a, I don't know what they're going to do with these this stupid model they've got going on right now, but you know I see easily see like the the not the dispensary but it's a dispensary model right the retail location model with Humboldt on it like Humboldt's own yeah. you know just across yeah. the country in different yeah. places like your Humboldt strain station yeah that's sick that's man that's up. perfect that's yeah. what's up yeah you I see I mean that's just you know what I'm saying because that's gonna people are always gonna want that. Once they get outside of this, I live a pipe moment. dream too. But I want my. I, I, so. I want to. I want to. I'm, I mean, I'm visualizing train cars. 
that's cool. Refurbished old classic yeah. train cars that yeah. are like remodeled into a museum esque smoking lounge dispensary that has like a patio out front where you can sit and drink your coffee and. Oh, you got it all planned out. Smoke your hash. Yeah. Like imagine like a trolley <laughs> train car plop down in some super busy intersection in San Francisco where you're gonna be able to just walk in and fucking buy some weed. Seattle. Yeah. But anyway, whatever. We'll see. I just uh, I like to dream. Dream, that's that's what you do you have to right i mean gotta be real about shit too but i like to dream well without a dream your 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 work doesn't have direction yeah man you know and it'll never look exactly like a dream but it can look look, it'll look pretty cool right (laughs) if you keep keep working at it never fucking give up never give in keep the faith keep the dream alive and fucking wake up in the morning and put your boots on and fucking take the step outside and see what the fuck happens that's it what else are you gonna do well, Seriously, I mean, if you're, if you're doing yeah, that, you you're do, still like, you're still part of the game. Yeah. So when yeah. you stop doing that, yeah, you know, then uh, then the thing changes. But it'll 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 change. Yeah. Probably got a couple of years of toughness ahead. Yep. Um, a couple of years of weathering. Yeah. It's, I can't believe. It. I just can't believe it was. It it, you know, last year was stunning. And then this year is like this, and and to see that, and I know same thing here. I mean, the, the like you said, the price drop is just staggering. I can't believe that there's well, that also much loss. Also, that in year the, before this one was was I believe a complete anomaly and a total pipe dream market. I don't even really know how that anomaly happened, but um, those prices were not sustainable. sustainable. You know, yeah. we're talking about eighteen hundred people were scrambling two years ago, scrambling. You know, fourteen hundred dollars for brown old weed that this year you can't sell for <laughs> can't any sell. amount of money yeah. was selling for fourteen hundred dollars in the May June of twenty twenty. Wow. Uh, twenty twenty in June, both markets, traditional and licensed, ran out of pot. You couldn't find pot for sale wow. anywhere for any amount of money. Come June, the market ran out of pot. Yeah. So you you have a market that ran out one year, and then there's a glut the next year. Something significant changed. There's a problem. Yeah. And I honestly believe that Southern Oregon and, and a bunch of the mafia black market grows out in the desert. Those two things are what really single-handedly completely collapsed the country's marketplace. Really? Southern Oregon and the desert single-handedly completely collapsed the country's market. That's crazy. There's that much product being grown in Southern Oregon. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, and, and I know where it's at. I know the people that are doing. You know what I mean? It's it's vast. It's mo- it's it's truly megalithic. And what's really sad is that those guys are cutting off their nose to spite their own face. They're putting themselves out yeah. of business. Yeah. You the more is not the answer. No. So listen, I mean, we saw this. We see this all the time in hydro, right? Because hydro is hydro is a bunch of little guys competing to give everybody the best fucking price and all they're doing is cutting their nose yeah. every time they lower pricing on a product and they're not maintaining price because margins are what make the whole fucking thing work you know and you, you go oh no dude i can beat that price no dude don't yeah, beat the price yeah. sell at the price let's everybody make some money yeah. you start going down that road yeah. and then there's it's, nobody we're makes already money. down that road you know unfortunately the only people that make no money organization in that and are it's the big down. guys we are there dude that's yeah. where we are today yeah. that's the market that we live in today yeah is that there wasn't we didn't get organized and everybody you know it's 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 uh it's a downside of free market, right? For themselves, honestly. Yeah. That's what happens when people get, human beings get put 
in the corner and against the back wall. They're gonna it's survival mode right now. Yeah. What happens when everybody's in survival mode is everybody's in survival mode. Yeah. Or trying to save themselves. Yeah. And so that's the mark. And, and, and in that, order for us for people to save themselves and they're not educated and they're not having conversations yeah. about holding the line, and the buyers are coming up and saying four or five six hundred dollars a pound, that you know people are going. How about three? I want to be first. Yeah. I'll take it for three. You know what I mean? And so yeah. that's the mentality of the market being driven to the bottom. Well, those are drowning. Those are people are drowning. Of, people you know? trying to get ahead of the next yeah. other person instead of being a team player and holding the line. Redwood Roots is just messenger, unfortunately, too. We can't hold the line. We're not a cultivation. We're not yeah. a farm. We work for the farmers. So we do whatever the farmers tell us to do. Yeah. If a farmer wants to drop the price and get their product sold, we drop the price and get their product sold. Yeah. If they want to hold the line, we hold the line. Yeah. It's like that's how we we work as a as an old school brokerage consignment yeah. model. So we truly the farmers set the price on our menu, and we go get their offers, and and the farmers decide when to accept that offer or reject it or counter it, or yeah. if they the farmer tells us to tell the broker or the buyer to fuck off, we tell the buyer or the broker to fuck off. Yeah. There is no counter offer. Go suck a dick. Yeah. And so we truly work for the farmers. Right. And so we don't really have. You know, unless the farmers organize and they yeah. communicate and they hold the line, we can't do that on their behalf when they're all scattered. And yeah. so being the messenger and trying to organize, that's tough. Yeah. You know, it, it really is tough to try to organize a bunch of fucking wild banshees. Yeah. Which is what we are. We were born and bred. You guys tell me you chose. We were born and bred to be independent. You moved up here for that reason. Fucking yeah. wild, crazy, independent Fuck yeah. people that do our own yeah. thing. So. Yeah. Here we are, yeah. doing our own fucking thing. Suffering. <laughs> Suffering because of it. That's real talk. Yeah. That's real shit. Yeah. And so we do have some some reflection is. to do as a community yeah. based on that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's too. what you're talking about. And, and, and I know we're running over a little bit, yeah, but it doesn't matter. What you're talking about, though, is there is an, a door of opportunity because these kind of situations always create that. So there's a space in here and there's opportunity in here. It's just going to take the right plan and the right guys to put it all together, you know, and, and, and come up with a way to fix it. But you're right on point with it. And you live it, so you see it, you know. And it's just shocking. To me, it's shocking because, again, I I don't I, – I come in and out, you know. But to see it like this is kind of, uh, kind of shocking. Yeah, it happened real quick, and I don't think that there's any significant change that's going to happen in the supply. Yeah. Um, and the demand is, is growing, but it's not growing as as dramatically as as the supply is growing. Well, supply the price isn't dropping at is, the distribute at the, at the resale. They're going to start dropping. I think it's a trickle down situation where those a lot of the dispensaries still today because we have a re we have a pretty big robust retail ready menu too, and we had really good traction. And people aren't buying today because they purchased too much. As far back as May and April for 420, people still are in retail. Some, yeah. some of those retailers loaded up so heavily in April and May that they're still trying to push out that product. And so once they start, they start, they start procuring and aggregating and purchasing product from this today's bulk flower prices. Yeah. I get menus every day from brands where I'm starting to see ounces go for as low as forty dollars. Wholesale. A wholesale yeah. that's to a retailer. So that's going out the door at a hundred. Today yeah. those are going out, you know, it's so I believe that the bulk flower market just takes a minute. Today's bulk flower prices 
it takes a minute for that product to then go to a brand through production to get the product into a jar, to get it marketed, to then go do the marketing and the sales, and then to fulfill it takes a little while. And while the retailers are backed up with last year's product, as soon as last year's product is sold and they start acquiring new product, it's gonna, I think it's trickling down to retail. Yeah. So I don't think like farmers are like, everybody's making tons of money off us. And it's not true. Yeah. Retailers are not killing it right now. Nobody yeah. in this marketplace is killing it. Nobody's the greedy one making hand over fist other than the black market traditional market buyers that are backdooring shit out of the burner licenses in LA. Yeah. I believe those guys are the ones that are making the good money today. Yeah. Nobody else, I believe, in this market are. Everybody is just barely hanging on if they're hanging on. Wow. I mean, I it's going on up here, man. It's and I think it's statewide. Um, so, listen, man. Yeah. I appreciate you stopping by. Yeah, Where you, you didn't have to come too far. You're just down the road. Uh, yeah. I live a mile away, and my business is two miles the other direction. So Super this is easy. Mile. This I is beautiful, live man. Right here, this is a beautiful this place to be. So blessed, dude. Yeah, grateful. It is. Every day I wake up, yeah. I pinch myself just because of where the fuck I live. Yeah, I'm yeah. so grateful. This is one of my favorite places in the world. Uh, just, just so you know, I mean, like, so I just grateful, love the, this drive yeah. down through here. Yeah, it's magical, yeah. man. Yeah, I finally got that fucking road fixed a little bit. In fact, God. I get to drive <laughs> through the redwood trees, redwood forest on my way to work and on my way home every day. It's awesome. Is, uh, I really, truly, you know, the market's fucked, but I don't have any complaints about my life. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. Life is I mean, good, that's got to be something worth every day. Life is good, man. Yeah, yeah. even if, you know, God, I, the plan is for this whole thing to not collapse. But even if it does, I'm not leaving there. I'm going to live here for the rest of my life. And uh, I, I'm gonna love it. So It'll shake good, and rattle and roll, yeah, but it's everything's gonna be, cyclical, it, man. Yeah, it the cycle will come yeah, back around. Come back like around. I said, I think when this market opens up to national, if we, if we're here, when we're here, we're gonna do. There's gonna be another cycle of goodness for us here. Yeah. Me. And that one, I believe, is gonna be more sustainable and more long term. Better balance. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be that when the dust settles in that market. I think we'll be good to go. Yeah. So let's just stay present. Well, next time thank we're in, for your we're time, dude, and thank you for the opportunity come see to come your spot. chat with you. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm gonna Appreciate get going. It. Cool, I man. Get back to work. <laughs> get back to fucking slanging some weed. Gotta do, gotta do the deal, buddy. <laughs> thank you guys for joining. That concludes our podcast for this week. Don't forget to check us out on all the socials at Green Bros.